Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9to5er turned top producing realtor and coach. Along the way to growing a top 1% attraction-based real estate business, I became obsessed with all things marketing systems, scaling, and social. But it wasn't always easy, and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how to make it happen. So I created the Market Authority Show to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Here, we always keep it real and never shy away from the topics that you are dying to know more about but can never get a straight answer to. Clients, growth, family balance, failure, and how to navigate an ever-changing real estate industry are just a few of the topics that we're going to tackle together. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on and all are welcome here. So let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to chat today. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me on here. (laughs) Okay, so I want to start with where we first began chatting a little while ago. Tell me a little bit, and for those who haven't met you yet, a little bit about your story and where your business was the first time we spoke before you joined Market Authority Academy, because you've had a lot of really cool growth and, and some really exciting wins, and you've learned some awesome skills along the way. And I'm super excited to just kind of dive into all those things. Is that cool? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess I, I got my real estate license in 2021. Um, and I was in the process of like trying to figure out what exactly I wanted to do. And I had known that I wanted to be a real estate agent since basically I was like in high school, but like the idea of like running your own business was kind of new to like my parents. And so, um, you know, they kind of wanted me to go the traditional route, like nine to five, but then COVID hit. And I was just like, when I was at this like corporate job here, I kept like wanting to start something. And so I, I did, like I had a few things here. I did have like a little startup, um, but once again, COVID hit and we were in quarantine. That's when I got my license and decided to pull the trigger and do real estate here. Um, and by the way, I'm located in like the Chicago area, like Northwest of Chicago. Um, and so I started like last year, kind of just, I was at the office here. I didn't really know what I was doing. I knew that I wanted to be on social media and I knew that like I, I had video experience before and I knew I wanted to get in front of the camera, but like I didn't know like how to do anything. And so I kind of just sat in the office, not really knowing like which direction to go to. And I did have a mentor, but she was more of like what to do in X situation or X scenario. And so that's, so I was on YouTube and I found your video and I was like, Oh, I totally vibe with you. It was the like Instagram prospecting video too. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, this is exactly like what I want to do. And like, I'm always on social media anyway. Like I'm just like kind of, you know, scrolling, um, whenever I get a free chance to. And so that was when I decided to reach out to you um and from there my business kind of took off like in 2021 i only had like three transactions and one of them was like my family or my parents <laughs> so still i counts. got really well. still <laughs> counts. they were number one um but i made a lot of mistakes with them and fortunately the home did turn out great and we did get like a really good deal on it but this year is just totally different um 
my business now has just it's i make it very clear to my people that it is built because of you guys and like you have a say in everything that i do and the decisions that like i make for the business so um and i learned all of that through maa I love that. So let's, let's dive in. And, and so first what I want to do is kind of revisit where you were as a new agent sitting at the office, because I feel like that is such a typical experience of agents where like you get your license and they're like, okay, go do it, go get them. And you're, you show up on day one and you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, what, what are you talking about? Like, what do I even do? And, and there's always like that friendly mentor that comes around who's like, Hey, I can help you out. When you get that contract, <laughs> I'm your gal. I'll walk you through the offers and whatever. But there's there's really, were you surprised that there was just like a lack of any of that direction or planning as a new agent? I was I was really shocked, actually. Um, and by that time that like, I would sit in the office, it, the scope, COVID was still pretty like big then. And so there was only like one other person there and then my mentor and like my mentor, by the way, is like one of my best friend's mom. So we've known each other for so long. So transitioning from like family friend to like now mentor slash coworker, it it was, it was a weird feeling. And like, um, yeah, like when I sat there, I was just really surprised by like the lack of like, I guess, knowledge or help that like people would provide. They just kind of like saw me and say hi, you know, and they tell me kind of like some of like, or at least the tenure agents would tell me to like cold call people, do open houses, all that kind of stuff here. But, you know, my first like three open houses, only like two people showed up. Yeah. And collectively, that's nine hours worth of just open houses. And I'm like, this is not working at all. And I tried cold calling, but I'm like, this doesn't work either. And I was also, I was also 24 then. And so I tried calling up old family members because that's what tenure, uh, tenure agents were telling me to do. But at the same time, those people knew that I was new and that I was also younger. And so I was always tested. So I, it was just like really defeating. And like my mentor was really supportive with that. But um, when it came down to like the day to day, like active prospecting and all that, her her method is so different from like mine that like it just didn't work initially but now we're kind of like in the we're kind of a team now together so it's just um we're we're picking backing off of each other cool so you've now that you have like kind of your processes under your belt and you kind of figured out what's working best for you you guys have been able to find ways to collaborate and kind of support each other yeah yeah no exactly i mean she's she's gotten like she's always out talking to uh family friends and all that but like i'm really active in social media Mm -hmm. and so i'm trying to also convince her to go that route too but um yeah besides the point though it was just a lot of agents telling me what to do and it's like drinking from a fire hose like it i like had such a hard time understanding like who to talk to and all that And at one point I got a little discouraged because it's like, well, I'm young and like a lot of like my friends aren't purchasing homes yet or anything like that. But like that all the time. Yeah. And it was just a big excuse for me. I think it was more just because like I was scared to reach out and I was worried that like, hey, like I'm new, but like I know what I can do because I have like a support system behind me. But I think honestly, it was just an excuse for me to like feel comfortable and be scared and be like, oh, none of my friends are purchasing a home, which this past year was obviously not the case. 
Interesting. Okay. So tell me what happened after you joined Market Authority Academy. Yeah. So, well, one, I got super organized, (laughs) super concise. That was the biggest thing. Um, Having like using follow-up boss, using Asana, like definitely helped me. It kept everything so organized. Um, But I think the biggest thing that stuck with me with um, the Market Authority Academy here was you said something like keep social media social. And you, I think in one of the podcasts too, you said that you use social media differently. So it's not like entirely posting, but your strategy of like engaging with people. Like that was, that like really like hit with me while I was like, I love commenting on people's posts. I loved reaching out back then when I was like in college, talking to people on their stories or engaging with their stories and all that and reaching out to new accounts. So I like, once I joined, I made it very clear for myself that I need to spend my mornings really effectively because that's like high peak area for me or high peak time. And so I would come in the office, do my prospecting, go on social media and engage with people that I haven't talked to in years. And I I don't know if it's just like me or other people, but like I unfollowed a bunch of people during college because like, oh, I haven't seen them in forever because they were like high school people. But then I refollowed all of them back. And now I'm like, I have built this like business off of relationships like those people that i've reached out to and i haven't talked to since high school or junior high we're like close friends now and like i've gotten so much like advice and help from other people too i've gotten like huge discounts on different products i use for my business and stuff like that it's just the relationships i built was because the market authority academy but but you put yourself out there, right? Like you did the work, you showed up. Did it feel uncomfortable at first? And then like over time, it started feeling easier? It was, yeah. At first I was like, I felt like I was going to throw up like the, the first <laughs> time I like reached out to like five people I haven't talked to in years because I was just like, this feels so unnatural. But like, I just kept thinking back to that, you know, your videos and podcasts and the stuff that we learned and just like, it's going to be scary at first. And I kept telling that to myself, but after a while, like the next few people I'd reach out to, I got more comfortable with it. And now it led to me like meeting up with them, getting coffee. And I'm like pretty big on coffee too. So it's like, I love going to coffee shops, Um, hanging out with them, going golf against uh, basketball. Like we would hang out. So it was just like, it was definitely scary at first. Um, And like my social anxiety was like through the roof. But at the end of the day, though, I don't regret it at all. These are people I like miss so much, but now they're part of my business and they're the people that's like helping me. Yeah. How how are they helping you specifically? Like what are what are some of the ways that um, they support you that maybe surprised you or maybe you weren't expecting? Yeah, like, well, tracking my leads here, about 80 percent of it's through referrals. Sick. And it, it's from these people that I've reached out to. And like, yeah, I mean, like, um, I you know I do a lot of video work and mm-hmm. I'm for 2023 to go like even harder on video, but like I needed new equipment to pump out content faster, to edit them faster. And I had a very close friend like hit me up with like really big discounts on like the top of the line, like Apple products and stuff like that and cameras. So that helped. But then like, again, the referral pieces were just really big. 
Um, I've had like events to client events where I've like gotten discounts on stuff like that. Cause I've known like this person or whatever yeah. or broke down and I got another discount there. So like a lot of people, like I've just reconnected with and, um, helped me with that. But from the business standpoint, it's that leads and like referrals. And like, they're the ones who are like telling me what to post on social media. Like I could have been one of those and, and no shame in this or, anything, or like nothing's wrong with it, but like. I asked my people originally what type of video content to post. And a lot of them was like, well, don't do the ones where you're dancing around or like you're reacting to an audio or doing syncs to an audio, mm -hmm. like actually give content and information. And I did that in the beginning, but then they're like, okay, now you're really like being too boring and you're like being really stiff and like, that's not you. So they're like, we, you need to like add yourself and your personality. And eventually it led to like this storytelling, like video and reels that I do now. And that is kind of like all because of my people giving me feedback and telling me what I should do. I love that. And we talk about that all the time. Like a lot of times um, agents will ask me questions about, it's almost like they're trying to read their minds, right? Like, like, or trying to guess what's going to work. But I, what I love that you've done is you're like, well, I'm just going to go to the source. Like, I'm just going to ask them what they want. And, and all the, it, I feel like I say it at least like a couple times a month. I'm like, just go ask your people what they want because they will tell you like they, they have ideas and opinions. And then maybe this is what you found too. What, what happens is they feel really invested in your success and in your mission because mm -hmm. you've been able to be vulnerable and bring them in and you're making them a part of that process. And it's really exciting because in doing that, you are creating an opportunity for other people to flourish by sharing ideas and sharing their opinions and contributing yeah. to something oh, yeah. bigger than them, which is really exciting for people. They it's, it's wild because like at first it's like, okay, I can post videos on like how to buy a home or like, mm -hmm. you know, what to do to sell. But then people are like, okay, well, what's like, they get into like the nitty gritty details. And it's like, well, this video has 4,000 views because of you. Like that was your idea. You gave me the feedback and now like, look like this is us together type of thing. Love so that. yeah, my, my people are a big reason why I'm like getting these like reels or like these, I'm sorry, not reels, these leads off of like Instagram um, and, and then the referral stuff too. So did you have to teach them how to refer you? Um, sort of, I would like, and I, I say this, like, because I know these people will also watch this video too, but oh. like, I know I like, will always say like, you guys are going to be supporting my business. I know you're always going to be there type of thing. And like, I always say like, you're the reason why it is where it is today and you're helping uh -huh. it grow. So like, I don't tell them like, Hey, give me a referral or anything like that. Right. And Sometimes I do, but like not in a way of like, it's so direct, but just like, Hey, it's continually growing. You're a big reason why it is. And it just keeps reminding people that like, it's partly because of their time and their investment in me. Love that. So how do you, how do you like to give back in those situations? You were telling me about a, like a fun dinner you hosted recently. Like, do you do that kind of stuff or what do you, what do you do to just like shower appreciation? Yeah. So it, it depends on the couple here because like I have people who are like not afraid to get in cameras and like, I'll do like uh, portrait shoots for them, video nice. shoots, that kind of stuff. I'll shoot out their Instagram and their social media pages too. Um, the dinners, you know, the coffee dates, all of those kind of stuff do that. 
we were planning um, a top golf event, but a lot of our like level one people aren't able to attend. So I might have to reschedule that because, yeah. um, you know, I want to make it really fun and inclusive for everybody. But um, some, you know, those like and and like events like stopping by and um, meeting up with other friends and getting them connected with my people, my other people to or my network. So it's just all of that together and then like random pop buys too. So I'll like, I'm pretty big on gift giving. It's kind of like my little like love language. So I just like do all of that and remind them that like, I'm still here and thank them. That is so cool. I love that. So, so tell me a little bit about how this year went and then what you want to see, because I know things went well. I want to get into like some specifics as far as you're comfortable and then tell me with, tell me what you're planning for in 2023. Yeah. So like I said, in 2021, I had only like a handful of transactions. And so I went pretty like, I I didn't go the optimistic route when we were goal setting for 2021. I was just like, all right, I just need to hit 10 transactions and then like a million dollar in sales. And like, that was it. And so by this year though, or I'm finishing off 2022, at least for now, I'm still like, we still got two months in this um, before it ends here, but I am going to finish off with three million. Nice. I, I did hit ten transactions this year, and I'm okay. waiting on this one new build, which happened literally like out of nowhere last week. Like I went with my buyer, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I want to buy this home. I'm ready to buy it." And I was totally like, "I thought we were just looking at the home." So I'll be finishing with like eleven. That's fantastic. If, if it does all go through, but like knock on wood here. How does that feel? Um, it feels amazing because like, well, I don't know. It's hard to describe because like I <laughs> 2021, I was really like doubting myself. And in the beginning of 2022 or like really half of this year, I was just like, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm going to hit it. And it was just like a lot of pressure on myself. It was a lot of self-doubt because I was scared. But then like, you know, after so many like calls that we've had and so many of like the classes and, and reaching out to different people, I started piecing it together kind of like halfway through, like more like the summer and spring. And I'm like, since doing that, that has helped build up a lot of my leads and all that. And so now I have, and I'm only going to, I hope they don't see this because this buyer, it's like pretty new, but they're like really supportive. I'm helping like a cash buyer now look for a 1.5. That would be really cool. And they're first time home buyers too. So. So you'll find that happening, right? Where you get these really cool opportunities and it's because you develop that confidence and you develop more of that season. And over time, like people are going to gravitate towards that just naturally. And so the longer that you're in it, the longer you get to attract those kinds of opportunities. But it all comes back to you putting yourself in uncomfortable situations and growing through that because that's where growth happens. And that's where skill development and experience happens. And it takes a really specific kind of person because you saw that you had potential to do something. You dared to dream. You dared to believe. And then you did the most important thing of all, which was action. So you followed the process. You stuck to it. You kept going. You were creative on ways to make it your own. And that's going to create a trajectory 
because now you're probably looking at 2023, like, oh crap, there's like a lot more that I could even do, even yeah. with how amazing 2022 was. Yeah. And, and that's like where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go the optimistic route this time. And nice. so my, my goal is to hit like 25 units okay. for 2023, I think. What's the, <laughs> I mean, what's yes. The- I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's the plan what's the plan to get there um definitely so when we first originally talked i um told you i had my youtube channel and all that um i want to start doing youtube videos again i kind of saw the success with like short form videos which is the reels and um tiktok but now i kind of just want to use like content strategy or content creating as more of like a way to to really get out there and then like obviously uh, meeting up with people again still building up that network so reaching out to old friends and people um and kind of just writing off of that but i really want to go on tiktok more yeah and I could always repost my reels onto TikTok, but like my reels are set up in a way that it makes sense for Instagram versus TikTok and and YouTube shorts as well. So I am like really planning on like content shooting again, like getting in front of that, doing more YouTube videos of showcasing the town here. Um, and yeah, just popping up socially everywhere, basically. I love that. And And it didn't start there, right? So you're taking like tiny steps to just building upon that. And it's going to be crazy to look back at this time next year to see how much further you can grow your brand digitally just by taking those tiny little steps. And what's really cool is you're going to have the benefit of all of this other content that you've created. So, I mean, I would say if that's your plan, go back on, and this is probably what you're already planning on doing, go back onto Instagram and just look at them in order of which ones were popping off and just start recreating them. And what's really cool is from the benefit of hindsight, you can look at those now and say, well, yeah, this one got 4,000 views. I remember somebody had mentioned they really liked this video In watching it now, I could do it even better by X, Y, and Z. And then you can just yeah. recreate the same piece of content for TikTok. And that's what I'm learning is to like repurpose my content yeah. too and making sure that it's still relevant to, to those days. And so, yeah, and like with TikTok, like I'm, I'm meeting up with like a social media manager um, in a few days here, but like my TikTok isn't like blowing up as it would versus Instagram. And I think it's just because TikTok, I think is more forgiving with like not being perfect, but I feel like Instagram, it's like, you kind of want that like perfect feel. And so again, like, that's why I'm like this time, if I'm going to shoot a batch shoot a bunch of reels, I might as well just also like put up my phone here and like say the same thing, but like have the mistakes, like have the ums and like, you know, the stutters or whatever, and just like be an actual real person at the end of the day. Yeah. What I, what I find cool about TikTok too, is because of that, you can share, um, a lot more like in-depth storytelling on TikTok, which it sounds like is already the style that's working for you. You've already kind of begun to kind of lean into that. And as you start doing more deals and having more experiences about real estate, for me, the TikTok stuff that's always gone viral is the the stuff where I'm like, you guys listen to this crazy story that just happened to me a day in the life in real estate, right? Like, 
And, and a lot of it sounds like, um, like, Oh, would you really tell on your clients like that? And I totally would. Well, and that's why like, I have my people, (laughs) I always talk to them first and be like, Hey, does this content make sense? And so like, um, you know, I know like Abe and all of them mentioned like one of my videos on a recent like meeting and like that video is blown up. It's like a, where I met up and there was a little accident with um, one of my client's kid. And like that story, whatever I told on Instagram that like blew up, like people asked me like, does that really happen? And all that. And there's, I have a really crazy video that's going to come out soon. Um, and it's just like, people will ask me like, how do I deal with that? Like, who like, how do you prepare for situations like that? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know, but like, we ended up with the home. Everyone was happy. And now it's a little story that I get to tell. And my clients like love like talking about it. So, um, yeah, I know I always go back to like my clients and making sure that if I am going to be making a video on them that like, they're fully okay with it. But I find that they always are. And it's always been like a good laugh. Like each transaction this year has been like pretty i don't want to say easy because like that kind of sounds like selfish i guess but like it's just that i'm working with people that have fit my buyer's persona that we had you know done in the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's made the process like 10 times less stressful than it was in the beginning that's that's a so so that's a huge form of value that you're able to provide that other agents can't right so I, I want you to really acknowledge how big of a win that is for you in your second year being able to actually provide an experience that feels easy because that is like the the lowest bar that we should be trying to hit, right? Like with our clients, we want them to leave a transaction feeling like, oh, that was it. Wow. That was, like, you know, like we want them to be wow. surprised that it didn't feel like pulling teeth because what they're hearing are the crazy stories, like the the drama on HGTV and through headlines and media and through TikTok. And so if you can do all of that work up front that you've done to care enough about your clients to think about what kind of process you want to lead them through, mm-hmm. that is Honestly, more than 98% of agents don't do that work. And that is why nine out of 10 agents fail within five years because they just, they either don't know or they don't care to do that work. And you took it into your hands to do both very, very early on in your, in your real estate career, which is why you're going to be successful. Yeah. And I think I'm also, and like, I just want to shout out like my team, like my lender here, my attorney, and my mentor, like I wouldn't have met those two and like my inspector as well. Everybody in my network for real estate, like they are also a big reason why this transact or like this process is easy for my clients. And like every, I like can say fully out of all of the transaction I did this past year, every one of them said that was easy. And like your people have made it so easy for us. And then they're like shocked because they're like, I should have like stopped renting like five years ago. Like this was so easy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's also like, it's not entirely me, but like, it's a good chunk of it is like my team. And like, I've set the expectation with them. Like, this is what I want in this process. And I like know that these people will shout you out if you can replicate the same thing that like I do, or like the strategies or like how we communicate and all that. But I think, I think a lot of agents don't, realize that that's a necessary part of business building, right? 
And so they'll go through a couple of years and we have these conversations in Market Authority Academy where we'll talk to agents who've been in the business for a while and they're like, but how do I find a good lender who will work with me and share my values and be committed to my clients? And I'm like, I'm like, bro, you've been in the business for <laughs> for how long? How have you not right. done this? Oh my yet? goodness. I was just, I went to my lender's um, son's football game this past Friday. Like mm-hmm. that's how close we are. And she invites me to all of her events and everything like that. And like, I will text each other just random stuff. So like, it it does surprise me when I hear that like online or I see videos online and I'm like, that scares me if you don't have that connection. Yeah. I think, I think, I think um, like the public doesn't recognize how important that is. Right. And, and we don't get anything from it. Like it's illegal to get anything from it. Right. right? Like, it's not like we're getting kickbacks or stuff. It's not like 2005 where people are just like, just conning everybody. Like it's literally a, a business referral that you can say, hey, look, I've worked with this person. They're not going to screw you over. They're going to answer their phone. And that, as simple as it is, can make or break a deal. But if you're not taking the time to do that due diligence on behalf of your clients and at least give them the option so that they can make an informed decision, then then I just don't know how how you can say that you're doing everything you can to provide a great experience. And I think that's what people see in you where they're like, wow, Kerwin really cared enough to actually think about this. And I I think like going back to it too, like when I say like, I have my people also support me in my business. Like when I have a new client, I tell them like, Hey, like this is a review. Like this is like my Google review. And half the time they'll talk about my lenders on there or like my attorney. It's it makes that process easier for them or like to convince them, I guess, or just say like, yeah, like I want them on my team, too, because like this person said it. So building that credibility again, it it falls back on my people and why I've been able to feel pretty comfortable with each transaction with my team and clients. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, so goals for next year, we're going to blow it up on social media. We're going to go in on YouTube and TikTok, which I think makes a lot of sense. I think really spending a lot of time there is going to help even further diversify your lead flow, which is going to be good. And mm-hmm. what can I do to help you? Like what, what can I do to help you as you're putting those plans in place? You know, I, my biggest struggle really is just, I feel like staying concise and motivated half the time. Like I, I have a lot of like self-doubt problems that I'm like, I, I shouldn't have because like, I feel confident. So I guess like I need to really just work on my mindset game here and just really shift it towards like, again, like my people, the reason why I'm here, I should like hold this like high value of like myself and like knowing that I can do it, but also just, um, I don't know about you personally doing anything like about me being concise, but just like, I guess having that motivation to, to come back and what you already do. I feel like it's more just internally with me um, and um, just me being present every time, like we're here or like we talk in MAA and just like being engaged with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> can I ask, can I ask a probing question on that? Yeah. Is that mindset rooted in, wow, I can't believe I did so well this year. How could I be, how, how could I have done this this year with just who I am? Is there a little bit of that or is it more, more so just natural imposter syndrome as you continue to move things through? I, I feel like, well, cause I made that goal 
for 2021 here and hit it here this year. But when I, I remember doing that and it was like, and it was one of our coaching calls too. I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this. So I, I think it's really just me self-doubting myself. Yeah. And then that, I mean, like, it's just like a lot of wasted energy. And I realized that too. I'm like, I can like do all this prospecting or, you know, all these marketing events, but then like, um, there are times where I'm like, is this like even like doing anything, you know, but like, I know obviously it does, if it's all on paper here, I see the numbers and all that. Um, so I think it's not really imposter syndrome, but more like just a me thing. And like, just, I like felt like I shocked myself that I was able to do it. And now yeah. I'm like, that's why I'm trying to look at it as more of an optimistic or have an optimistic perspective than this. So like, really- it's a trust the process. Yeah. It, it's a trust the process situation. A lot of times when that happens and one thing that you said was, I just need to keep motivated to do it. Mm-hmm. And I will, I will say a lot of times like, like motivation's not going to do it. <laughs> Cause yeah. there's, there's going to be times where transactions are not going to feel simple. There's mm-hmm. going to be, be times when you're going to have rejection or different challenges that you can't even anticipate yet that feel, that feel all consuming. And when that happens, what we do is instead of relying on motivation, which is not something that can really be quantified or planned for, what we have to do is instead rely on discipline of process. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a matter of saying, I don't care whether or not the results have shown up today. This is what I've committed to doing. And this is the plan that I'm doing. And I just have to follow through because that's the person that I want to be. I want to be the person that commits to a process and follows through on my word. And Mm -hmm. when you can kind of start to develop that mindset, it takes a little bit of the onus out of it as far as like, well, is it going to work? Like, it doesn't matter if it's going to work. It's the process that you've committed to. And it might not it might not be the exact numbers every single year that you're looking for, but it's Mm -hmm. definitely going to be a lot further than if you just kind of showed up when you felt like it, which doesn't sound like that's the kind of person you are anyway, but that's kind of what other agents tend to fall into. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and I like felt like I was starting to realize that like, especially towards the end of the summer while I'm like, I did this. And I remember like, I worked with the client for almost like a year, pretty much. And like, they have, they are like, they are like my number one um, referral source right now. And so like, um, it it just, I feel like to me, I didn't realize how big of a like factor environment is too, as well. I can't like work from home and like staying motivated at home is so difficult for me. Like, cause then I see like my bed, I see the fridge, (laughs) my dog is distracting too. And so like, I, I think I always forget that like, it's not just motivation too, but it's, it's that discipline portion too. And like your environment as well. So I I think really, I just need to work on that piece as well. And also like trusting the process and trusting myself because it didn't lead to, at least for me, a very like successful year. Yeah, it'll happen. Right. It it, it is all a process. And I think that um, over time, as you accumulate more years of experience, that that will come that trust and that motivation will come but but you've just got to stick to it. And you're doing an incredible job of it. Um, And I want to acknowledge you for that. Because again, so many agents have these like, 
goals and wishes and dreams, but only certain agents follow through on it and do the work and show up. And, and you need to know that that is a unique quality of yours. Anybody can do it, Mm -hmm. but not everybody will. And so that is something that you should definitely hold on to and be proud of because no matter what, nobody can take that from you. Yeah. And Steph, like I was so surprised by like how many agents don't prospect and (laughs) do like their day to day that you like stress during the, uh, you know, all of our resources. And it just like shocks me. And I'm because then like I have tenure agents also ask me what I'm doing now. Isn't that amazing? And I'm like, I'm just doing what I feel like a business owner would do or like what, uh, like how to operate a business. But yeah, it's crazy. But again, I, it's all thanks to like the Market Authority Academy because like had I not gone through this, I wouldn't have realized like how important it is to just do day-to-day stuff like the, you know, the high um, prospecting or the power hour stuff. Um, it, it's just a little shocking to know that there are agents who have been here longer that will just go in the office and they'll just chat or wait till uh-huh. the next business like comes along. Oh, Which I don't know how that works for them because it's, I feel like there's a lot of agents that do that, but still, um, well, I just can't wait. I mean, if you look at it, what was what was the number that we found? Ninety two percent of agents in NAR have only closed three deals this year, or less. That's wild. And so, so you you look at these other tenured agents, and we think of them as like like you know, especially if they have a big personality or like a mainstay in the office, you think surely they must be doing work. And a lot of times they're just not. And that's why we just have to like focus on our own process, stick through the commitments that we've made, and follow through. And it's always going to work out when we do. It might not look exactly like we anticipate it to look like, mm-hmm. but it's going to create some really really cool progress, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I have like every intention to stick with the process, stick with everything I've learned here and just like continue expanding for next year. Awesome. Well, for those who want to follow that journey, see your um, content evolution, watch your brand grow. Where can they find you on social? Um, They can follow find me on Instagram at Kerwin Alvaro. It's just my first and last name. Um, same thing with YouTube, it's just my first and last name. Um, and TikTok as well. Well, awesome. once I actually get shot out here, <laughs> <laughs> instead of just making that reels and then putting on TikTok, I'm going to make it more of a TikTok brand, but yeah. Okay, guys, definitely follow Kerwin. If you're watching this, watch him and see him do the work. Because as you can see, this is where the rubber meets the road. So definitely follow him. Cohen, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I had a blast chatting. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to, um, you know, continue growing. And it's all because of you and the uh, MAA. Ah, the pleasure is all mine. I love celebrating your wins. So I'm super excited. And maybe we can do a follow-up next year to see, see what new heights you explore in 2023. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'm excited. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com 
to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.